Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to I think the final episode of this series of Top 10 Tottenham. And I'm delighted to have this woman with me, with me today. I've been trying to get for a while, but she she's quite busy. Why is she busy, you ask? Well, she's MP of uh, Chatham and Ellsford, ex-Minister of Sport, been very, very busy with the whole uh, review of uh, football, chairing that as well. Incredibly busy. We're recording this, obviously, uh, at a time where her party is now looking for uh, someone new to take over. Uh, but today, you'll be pleased to know we're not talking politics. We're talking Tottenham Hotspur and her memories of following the club. Tracy Crouch, how are you, Tracy? I'm very well, thank you. Delighted to be here, finally. It's, I know, I know. Well, you, you, you're, you're a difficult person to, to nail down. And when we, norm, when we record our normal Spurs show, it's normally when you're coming out of the com- Commons or there's something else going on. So it's great. And I know you've got to rush off there later as well. So uh, thank you so much for finding time. Before we get into your top 10 Tottenham, tell the listener... How did the Tottenham journey start for you? Who who influenced it and, and, and why? So it was actually friends that I grew up with. You know, I mean, my parents are not interested in sport at all. Motorsport, maybe. You know, they were both marshals at Lydon Racetrack um, uh, in Kent, but not football at all. My, my late dad hated football. Um, <laughs> and then my parents divorced and, and we moved to an estate and all the boys in the area supported Spurs. So I just kind of started to support Spurs because I wanted to be like them, really. Was it a big Spurs area there? No, I mean, I grew up in in Hyde on the on the coast um, right. uh, of Kent, and and so not really. Um, mm. And I, but it was just you know it was the early eighties. Mm. You know, yeah, Sp- Spurs were good. <laughs> um, you know, they fe- they featured highly in Panini <coughs> sticker albums and things like yeah. that. You know, it's like. I, I, I've got so, one on now. I'm wearing a Panini. I've got my Bob Marley in a Panini. That's styling. awesome. That's that awesome. I literally, my entire sort of knowledge of, you know, football clubs is based on, you know, various Panini sticker albums of the 80s, like Notts County, Leighton Orient, Forest, yes. you know, Oldham, yes. got, Derby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's like, you know, really it's, sad. Oh, they were them, weren't they? Yes, yeah, I Derby, do County, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, um, uh, Sheffield Wednesday were in there, yeah. but not United, you know, it's like, it was yeah. really crazy times. Anyway, um, so that's how my Spurs journey uh, started. Um, and when did you get? Uh, when did you first get to see them? When did you kind of? When did it become like a sort of interest to an obsession, like a lot of fans, that this is really important? Not till I left university, right? Um, okay, I, I, because actually, that there wasn't anyone that was either. Where did you go to uni? Well, Hull. Hull, God. <laughs> So not to, well, actually, Tony Galvin. Used, Tony Galvin was in that to, kind of area. Yeah. Um, 
wasn't Barbie? Nick Barbie was yes, he? Yes, Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I remember seeing him at Hull actually. Um, oh. So I don't think I, I. I used to go and watch um, Hive play at Reachfields, um, and I managed to get reference to them in the football review. Um, and then I went to watch Folkestone, and that was literally the limit of my going to watch some form of organised football. Um, and then when I went to Hull University. Um, uh, I had a friend that was a steward at Hull and so used to kind of, you know, get us all in secretly. Um, and so I watched a bit of Hull. And then when I moved um, to London, uh, I didn't really, I, I first moved in with people I didn't know. They weren't interested in sport. They worked in the, in the city. Um, and then I moved in with some mates that were at Hull and, and uh, one of them, Ben, uh, was also a Tottenham fan. Um, and so, you know, we started to kind of scrimp and scrape. Bear mm. in mind, you know, we're living in London on very low income mm. and went to like the occasional match. So it wasn't until fairly recently that I started mm. to go more regularly. And even now, even though I've got a season ticket, I can only really make about seven or eight games a season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not, I, I, I haven't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, there are people here that work in Parliament who are like security uh, officers who are on a relatively low income, who scrimp and scrape for their um, uh, for their season tickets mm. and go to every game. Um, yeah. I'm not like that. No, um, absolutely amazing. Sorry. Well, your first your first memory, and I, I, I for long term listeners to the show might know that I've never bothered to watch this back, but you've made me watch it back. For the first time since 1987. I was there. I couldn't watch it. I had no recollection of this goal. Uh, I mean, I, I literally hadn't seen it in this amount of time. And it was a sickening second time around, almost his first time around. I'm talking of the 1987 Cup final and the winning goal coming from Gary Mabbott's knee. Let's listen to that own goal now. Coventry was sniffing number three there. Just over five minutes gone in the first period. This is Graham Roger. Did that beautifully. And it's McGrath. Pickering's in the centre. Regis joining him. Oh, Mabbitt! It's an own goal! Gary Mabbitt put it in. Lloyd McGrath gets the congratulations. It's one of those that he... Just inadvertently deflected. McGrath went down the line. He curved it in for a cross. And Mabbott, that has to be an own goal. It changed the whole direction of the ball and beat Ray Clements. And Mabbott, who may have forced a similar goal at the other end, is now victim of one which puts his team behind. So why did this one go in, Tracy? This is a, a, a tough one to listen to again. I, look, there's several reasons. It, I think it's really important that we remember these painful memories because they're actually... It was enough can, for Spurs yeah, fans. <laughs> we can then appreciate all the other times. Yeah. Um, first, it was the first ever football game I cried at. Right. And I must yeah. have been, what, 12, uh, 11 or 12. And um, it, it was on TV because, you know, those were the good days. Um, and the reason I remember it so much is I was lying on the floor, as you do as kids, watching the TV, and my mum was hoovering around me, right? And she was like, why are you crying? And I was like, because we just lost. And th that's the reason, right? There's no other reason for it. I don't really remember any of it else of the game. I just remember being heartbroken. Um, and I think it's at that moment that you realise that you're hooked for life because you've mm. just like literally yeah. cried at a football match. But did you have and, any mates the same age that had that kindred spirit with you? Or was it quite a solitary kind of I fandom? Think, no, no, it was, a, it was a, a completely solitary moment in terms wow. of watching the game. Um, I, I've got a younger sister. I can't even, I don't think she was there. She's probably playing, you know, upstairs mm. or something. Uh, friends were watching it around the house. It wasn't a moment of, you know, yeah. sort of kind of all of us there. Mm. Um, it, it was just this, this bizarre aspect of watching this game and my mum kind of just you know casually hoovering <laughs> you know, what on earth are you crying at um but what's really funny now is that you know I, I'm lucky enough because of the job because of you know various roles I've had I've got to know Gary Mabbott quite mm. well the lovely man he is too 
what? I mean, you know, mm. legend just doesn't do mm. him justice. And he tells such a funny story, um, you know, about his knee. I mean, like, right. I think his, his knee has got the, the freedom of the city of Coventry. Um, you know, he's been like around the world and people talk about his knee. Um, and, uh. and, you know, we were on a, we, we, we have a parliamentary group of supporters here. Mm. And um, we were on a, a, a thing with him and he was like, ask me any questions. So I was like, can I ask you about the cup final? Yeah. And he was like, and he like took this moment. I was like, actually, I'm really sorry if I just kind of triggered yeah. some post-traumatic stress disorder because <laughs> I just didn't even think about it. It was like yeah. this poor man. But but yeah, so I'm afraid that is the reason is that this bizarre situation of crying at a football match, my mum hoovering around me, the fact that it still scars me, yeah. the fact the fact that every time I'm a sports minister and somebody from Coventry would ask me about the future of Coventry City because they were going through some difficult yeah. times. And I'm like, why are you asking me this question? Yeah. I hate you all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I, th- I mean, literally, I watched this for the first time since 1987, that goal. It could, I mean, if it went an inch left or right or high, it would never have gone in. It was just that moment that, because Clements was a great keeper, but it's just that trajectory. It's just everything about it is just, our name's not on the cup. It's not going to happen. I know, you and know? he literally, he went from hero to zero, right? Yeah. You know, because he scored the opening goal and he was just like, <laughs> Woo! You know? and then he was saying at this event recently that, that because obviously these the days that they then had to go back to White Hart Lane mm. where like several thousand people were being, you know, hosted by the club, right. some sort of hospitality. And like, they literally had to go back and like, you so circulate with all these people that literally hated him. Um, so um, anyway, so there it is. That's well, fine enough. We just we've got. Uh, I think we're in the last episode. Willie Morgan, who was the ex-match announcer at Tottenham and DJ, he had to DJ the '87 post party, which I think was at the club. But could you imagine the atmosphere going back there? Just hell. What, 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 what did you play? What could you kind of you know get them going? Anyway, your second choice again. We, I must admit, it was a goal I couldn't remember until I watched it. Went, oh my God, how do I forget this one? January 1999, it was the FA Cup fourth round. It finished 1-1 against Wimbledon at Selhurst Park. This is the era where just every other week it felt like we were playing Wimbledon in one competition or another. A wonderful goal from Jav- uh, Javid. Javid, yeah, Jav- I'm thinking of politics now. David Ginola. Let's listen to the goal now. Ginola. Car. Ginola for a second time, faced initially by Earl. Might want to try a shot, which he does! Oh, yes, yes, yes. Whatever you say about him, the man is undoubtedly a star. And why did this one go in, Tracy? Because I was there. Oh, right? lovely. I was there. And uh, I just remember everyone saying it was Ricky Beer-esque. And, you know, it was this, you know, moment of uh, of just brilliance by himself. Um, and the best thing is, is not only was I was I was there, but I was behind the goal. And I, they used that goal um, in the following season's match of the day, uh, oh. opening sequence, and no one else would notice it, but there, there I was, You're there. You're jumping there. up and down. I'm in this really horrible brown jacket that I think I inherited from my mum, right? <laughs> and a uh, uh, Spurs um, beanie, um, and like, you know, I mean, I was, you know, obviously this young woman at this point and and i just there and it just went mad and it was exciting amazing uh, i'm trying to work out so you're what early 20s now and had you kind of beginning to dip your toe into politics at this 
stage? I don't mean, I'm, I'm in my early 20s now. I We're not early 20s. He's, well, talker, you, you look, you look amazing. Talker. You still do look amazing. <laughs> but I'm thinking 1999. I'm trying to work this out now. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. I, I would have been living with my mate Ben. Um, right. And, uh, uh, and we, I don't know how we got there. I don't mm. really remember much of it, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but I just remember sort of kind of, you know, seeing the, 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 the rest of the, you know, the next season. Um, but with your career, were, were you now getting into politics at this stage or not so quite yet? I had worked for Michael Howard. Okay. Um, so I, well, I I left university in 1996 right. and I did two years in Westminster for various right. MPs, of which Michael Howard, who was my home MP from Folkestone and Hythe, uh, was one of them. And so I had worked with him um, and I was... In 99, I was out doing um, government relations by this point. Right, okay. Well, that leads us very nicely to our next memory. Uh, Again, a a goal that I I struggled to find. I found it. It was a good goal, but, you know, I'm sure there's a reason why this goes in your top 10 top number. Uh, and I think out of all the out of all the top ten topmers we've done, we've never had a goal from Chris Armstrong, and we've got one finally. We've got a goal from Chrissy Armstrong, uh, who many Tottenham fans will know. Birdcap wanted to come to Tottenham. Sugar went, nah. Let's get Chris Armstrong, and this was his winner against Liverpool, January the third, two thousand. We beat Liverpool one nil. Let's remind ourselves of that goal now. Armstrong chases. So why did this one go in? What, what, what's the link here? Look, I mean, it is purely, I mean, this is such a brilliant segue from the previous conversation because actually I don't really remember the goal, although uh, looking back at, uh, at it, it was a good goal. It actually yeah. features in the top 10 goals against Liverpool. Mm. You know, so, some yeah. fans put this together <coughs> yeah. and it's, you know, there's some great goals in there, Modric, mm. you know, yes. and, and others, you know, brilliant goals. So, um, but the reason why is because I remember having a conversation with Michael Howard, who was a passionate Liverpool fan and just saying laughing my head off that Liverpool lost to a Chris Armstrong goal that is Mm. it I mean like Chris Armstrong I literally did nothing very much for us but he beat Liverpool and I just I, I I I to this day I remember my text to Michael that said something that uh that said I can't believe you lost to a Chris Armstrong goal. <laughs> I mean, I just that was it. So that is the only reason why I remember. Are you still in contact with Michael Howard? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I, yeah. I met him once. I went, I worked years ago with Terry Wogan and his sons at his talent agency. And we got invited to some, God knows what it was, some charity thing. This was pre he became prime minister. And did he become prime minister or was he just leader? Leader. It was pre-leader. Yeah. It was pre-leader. And I didn't know much about him. I just remember going to the dance. He was brilliant. He was charismatic. He was funny. And I don't think the public saw ever saw that side of him. I thought it was no. very entertaining. He's hilarious. He's got a really yeah. dry sense of humour. He's really interesting. He's also a passionate football fan. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Liverpool is his club, his whole family, Liverpool. Um, you know, he he is you know, he he really means the business when it comes to his support. There are lots of politicians for mm. various reasons who think it's important to, you know, tie themselves, you know, to a football club. It could be you get it wrong spectacularly, can't oh, they? Yeah, well, as we saw with David Cameron, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't like that. I prefer authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of my constituents in in Chatham, in particular, say, "Why don't you support Gillingham?" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't grow up in Medway, right? So I grew up in." in Hyde there is no major football club in the area so for me it was looking at top of the table clubs as it was then um obviously Premier League didn't exist then um and um you know and and it was Spurs so but there's no point in me pretending to support Gilliam because I don't Mm. I don't I don't follow them I don't Mm. look at their results or anything you know I just it just it's not doesn't feature in my life and and I'd much rather be like that with yeah. my constituents mm, than, than pretend than pretend get all the players names wrong and everything well, yeah. I, I, you know, I, don't, I honestly I, I'm not even sure I know who the manager of Chilling yeah. is right now I do go and follow my local non-league clubs right uh, get, but you know there's no pretense you know? yeah your next top 10 Tottenham pick is a player and a player's hair and he's been on the show a few times and he's a lovely man he's still out in Shanghai goalkeeper coach out there really 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 sweet man you've gone with Ian Walker's hair 
as 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 a memory that had to go in there. I mean, I, he, he had he had lovely hair. He had it, had it highlighted, didn't he? He had that sort of blonde highlight sh- uh, streaks for memory. Uh, it was the curtains, right? Do you remember the curtains? I just I feel bad because he was such a nice guy. Mm. Didn't really set the world on fire in terms of you know goalkeeping, but well, you know, England, England keeper, England international. Yeah, I mean, we've had better and mm. players that are international goalkeepers but anyway um but i just remember we do you know we ne- we never actually had a chant for ian walker's hair right i mean i mean mm. i look back through some of our lists of funny chants and we've had all sorts of chants for our we've players had Martin, we've got no hair and we don't care being the famous non-hair chants i suppose i, love, I used to love that chant <coughs> yeah. it was just like what i mean what a chant <laughs> but yeah i i remember going to games and and um literally just sitting there for the entire game sort of kind of marvelling at his hair um and and just uh, i don't know if you've got children listening so forgive me but we just took the piss the entire time um and and that's all i really remember Mm. about ian walker was taking the piss out of his hair but it's funny Um, because people don't talk about in the 70s and early 80s we talked about hair a lot because well from the Ralph Coates comb over to obviously the big sort of 70s, big sideburned, awful hairstyles. Going back to Panini stickers was all about giggling at hairstyles. It kind of got, I suppose, a little bit better. Maybe it was that kind of mad Chester kind of influence in people's hair in the 90s. I don't know what it was. But now you don't really talk about it much, people's hair. we don't, and we don't talk. I mean, we don't talk about kits either very much. I yeah. mean, I do. I can't remember who it was. I went to a um, European game. Uh, it was one rainy Thursday night, and we were playing some team. I'm, I might say Braga, but right, maybe, okay, yeah, Braga in the Europa League. From, yeah, their kit was this skin yes. tight brown brown kit. I remember the brown kit. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. What is that about? Who on earth in Mm. that squad? Do you know what I think we should do? Let's wear this skin type brand. And I just remember Mm. again, all the fans just taking the piss out of the goalkeeper the entire time because of, you know, what he was wearing or the play. I mean, it was just hideous. The end of the brown kit, didn't Coventry City have a famous brown kit? They had a second kit, Panini uh, Admiral, early 80s. Look it up. I'm sure Coventry had a bizarre brown away kit that didn't last very long either that's how sad i am to even remember that well let's go to a quick break and when we're going to come back we're going to have a few more of your top 10 tottenham moments back in a minute And we're back for the break. Don't forget, everyone, during this close season, we're getting very near to the new season. You can get daily Spurs shows. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Interviews with ex-players. Our monthly season ticket Spurs show season ticket events are back uh, from next season. Go to season.spursshow.net. You and a mate come to all our lovely little evenings. And September, we've got our first show with Neil Razor Ruddock. That will be a, a crazy night, I, I, I imagine. Uh, so go and check those out. And I mentioned my Bob Marley t-shirt. Go, uh, the link to the description. We've got some wonderful new Tottenham ones. We've got a, a Bruce Forsyth one, a Peter Cook new Spurs t-shirt, an Adele, Emma Raducanu Spurs show t-shirt, Bob Marley, many, many there. Antonio Conte, Hon Son. Go and check them out. Some great, great shirts to wear uh, on your summer holiday. Uh, right, your next memory. Uh, again, what, what I love, you, you, you just given me a player. You've given me a player that meant so much for you at Tottenham. And I've actually picked the goal. Probably his most iconic goal uh, playing for Tottenham. I'm talking of Peter Crouch. And the goal I've picked for you is the 2010 winning goal in Manchester that got us into the Champions League for the very first time. Let's listen to that goal now. And now Kabul got past Bellamy. Deflected. And Crouch has scored for Spurs. And is that the goal? that takes them into the Champions League. So why did Peter Crouch have to be in your show? I just love him. Yeah. Um, no, I actually, um, the reason is that um, it meant that I could finally wear a Spurs shirt with Crouch on the back. Of course. Right? So of course. It would have been really weird 
pre-Peter joining us yeah. to wear Crouch on the back of my shirt because, of course, he was playing for other clubs at the time, mm. right? So why would people... Yeah. <laughs> why are you wearing a Crouch T-shirt? Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I can wear Crouch on the back of my shirt. Um, and um, so that is it, right? That's really fickle. Uh, and I don't care um, because it meant that I could wear it. Um, I'm assuming if you've met him, if you met him in your professional right. life... Yeah, loads of times. Um, so I presume that's the first thing you said to him. No, no but it's, it, <laughs> it's really funny, actually, because um, we're not related, obviously. Oh, right. But I bet, did you um, check? Did you do one of those genealogy things? No. To find it? No, you didn't go that far. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not related to any famous Crouches. There are lots of really rich and famous Crouches, you know, especially in Kent. There's Crouch the Butchers, Crouch right, the okay. Jewelers, Crouch the Car People. Right, you know, okay. the, they're all quite minted you know yeah. I, it's i'm not related to any of them yeah um so um but no I, when i was coaching my girls football team i think mm. peter might have still been playing for england and um uh the girls all under 10 girls right would say are you are you peter crouch's sister and i'm like yes i am and they go really and i go no i'm not <laughs> right and that, that, that's with kids even now i was at a thing with him with the duke of cambridge and we were winding the Duke of Cambridge up about us being related. And I was like, you know, he's my brother, right? And Duke was like, what? And I was like, no, not really. Like, <laughs> Actually, Duke Cambridge has a really, he's got a really dry sense of humour. Um, so, and it was really good fun. And I've just done an interview with Peter. He's doing some stuff about the future of football. Right. Um, and he's just got such a wicked sense of humour. Um, and he's still, he is still worshipped. We, we were walking... Mm. Um, through the Palace of Westminster together. And like researchers were stopping to have their photograph taken with him. And it was really sweet. And actually one researcher sent me an email to apologize, said, you know, that it just felt like a you know bit of a numpty for asking. Because we without meaning to sound like a complete ass, we do get lots of famous people in Westminster. Yeah, of course. And so yeah. you kind of get a little bit used to seeing yeah recognizable yeah. personalities yeah. oh there's turned so yeah <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. an alumni you know yeah. hello again um but you know it's like you, so you sort of get used to it and yeah. and so the fact that people are like oh my god it's peter crouch and you know can i have a selfie and these are people who i'm not going to reveal who they work for but they have mm. some really senior politicians yeah and it's like oh it's quite sweet i'm always glad that he, he ended up at tottenham because when i was um in the put it the old well not the old Certainly, one of the old West stands. He used to sit in front of me. He was uh, in the youth setup, and he was there. So obviously, the youth players used to get tickets to see the first team. And he was always very nice there. And it was always lovely when eventually career because he was was he at Liverpool before us and then came to us and trying to where he was before. No, he, I can't his, he went to Stoke after us, didn't he? And he was Stoke, really yeah. successful. So I think. But it was did great he come that from he, Liverpool? I think he did come from Liverpool, didn't he? And obviously, that goal that we've just played is probably. The one that's going to well, rightly puts him in Tottenham folklore, forgetting us there for the first time. Your next choice is, is all about another player. And it's almost like choice six and seven together. Again, I had no recollection of both these moments. And I, I God, I scoured. I even went to some sort of Egyptian website to try and find stuff. I really, really found it. <laughs> couldn't find it anywhere i really couldn't i'm talking about mido who i was a huge fan of i remember his debut he scored two goals they were alec they were gilzine-esque the headers and we all went oh we've got a player here we've got a player here little did we know we didn't have a player there always unfit i think he had a bit of an attitude problem soon was gone and i'd forgotten about these and i'm talking about firstly January 2006, we lost at Fulham 1-0 and Mido was sent off. And then the following season, April the 7th, 2007, another 1-0 defeat at Chelsea. And he was sent off again. I, remind me what happened, because I don't that's, remember these. That's also, that's not quite correct. So he, oh. was, he was sent off at Chelsea. Right. It was Dawson who was sent off at... Fulham. Oh, that's probably why I couldn't find and, it. And <laughs> and the reason, so so let t t uh, let me tell you why I chose both those things. So mm. Mido being sent off at Chelsea, that was the first match I'd ever gone to by myself. Right. And normally I'd gone with um, guy friends, so either Ben or my mate Nat. 
And, um, and, and this and, is at Stanford Bridge, not a pleasant place to go. No, it was at Spurs. It oh, was it's the Spurs. Spurs one. Okay. So it was Spurs. And he was sent off in like the 22nd minute or right. something like that. And actually, we'd been playing all right up until that point. And he was sent off. What and was he sent off for? Can you remember? Dangerous play. Uh, oh, and flying I remember, in. Yeah, yeah. He was Mido esque about right. it. Um, and um, uh, the reason why I remember it is the atmosphere in the stadium just changed like that. You know, the minute mm. he was sent off, it was hostile. Up right. until that point, it'd been fairly jovial. We'd mm. been playing quite well. I think we'd had a couple of shots on target, you know, maybe Darren Anderton, mm. you know, wasn't sick that day. You know, it was like, you know, <laughs> it was like, there was a lot going for us. Um, and we ended up losing 2-0. And right. it was the, it, I was there by myself and it was the first time I saw proper violence at a football game. Oh, really? Um, and I came out and there was... In the it, ground or out the ground? Out the ground. Right, and I, okay. And I came out and there was proper argy-bargy and horses, police on horses, right. you know, and I, it was the first time I was scared. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, where do you uh, sit? Where, where do you sit or stand at Sport Tottenham? Then where then were you then? I was in the West Stand. I was in the, okay. in the family stand. Um, right. And so there was nothing, you know. I mean, I was in a, I was in the family stand, so it was like fairly, mm. you know, okay. Then it was when we got outside, yeah. and it was just it, it, you know, I didn't know then back then what I know now which is that there is mm. history between the two clubs oh, that God, there's yeah. <laughs> that there's all that there's always yeah. violence in that you know those two clubs and and I I didn't know about the reputation of Chelsea fans and all that sort of stuff and it's not, you know I just because I hadn't grown up in that atmosphere uh or in that environment I hadn't been going to Spurs games since you know the moment I was yes. born and all that sort of stuff so this was the first time I saw it. And so the, the reason why I remember it is that that was the trigger for the turn in the attitude. The, the other one, um, the Fulham game in January 2006, um, the reason why I remember that is it was winter. Mm. Um, we'd ha just had a dreadful um, uh, transfer window. Didn't right. do anything. <laughs> I've heard that a few times, yeah. but yeah. The fans were angry already. Uh, with the club, um, Dawson had been sent off, and we had Raziak playing. Right oh, where God, Gregor Raziak. Oh. Whereas we, the away fans, on the coldest night. I mean, do you, do you, standing at the old Craven Cottage oh, with that, the wind comes wind off the Thames, that open um, bit. Oh, it's freezing. We were all standing, jumping up and down, singing that we've only got ten men. Right, yeah. we were singing that right because, uh, and this was, I think, before Dawson had been sent mm. off because he was just. <laughs> so inept and of course he was uh he was subbed um i can't remember who subbed who, who he came on for but anyway mm. it was just it was just a dreadful night and the only thing i can remember about it was being so cold yeah i think so i was angry. there i think i was there i no, think we i was there be, wouldn't yeah. that be crazy we were standing next to each other yeah. Abu yeah, abusing both, our both own putting. players yeah <laughs> So, yeah, those are the two memories. They're not great memories. You know, I mean, I don't want to come on and talk about all the glory moments. Most Spurs um, fans have to put a couple of awful memories in there because it's part of our DNA being Tottenham fans. You know, we're not glory, we're not glory hunter fans. We're really not. We, we, we've been in it through thick and thin. That's the thing. That's what makes us who we are, I think. Your next one is, is, a, is a lovely memory, and I'm glad you put this one in. And I think in the two series we've done, I think it's only come up once or twice, which is surprising because it was nuts. As the kids say, limbs now, when this one went in. I'm talking about October 2008. I think it was Harry Redknapp's first, certainly first full game, I think, as Tottenham manager at the Emirates. That incredible um, game, 4-4 against the Woolwich with the equalising goal right at the end from Aaron Lennon. Let's listen to that goal now. A minute for Tottenham to try and save it. And the flick on was useful away by Dallas. Huddleston, Modric, deflected. Oh, it's hit the post and Lennon has equalised in one of the most astonishing finishes of the season. Fantastic finish. Tottenham never gave in. I can't remember too many amazing finishes to match this. 
There were anyone who left early, and there were quite a few thousand, simply won't believe this scoreline. Arsenal four, Tottenham four. What did this one go in? This was this was a beautiful day out. Oh, it was amazing. I was actually there with work. Mm. Um, so I worked for um, Norwich Union, Stroke of Eva, uh, right. as they became. And okay. for reasons that I never quite understood, we had a box at the Emirates. Um, and so I, um, uh, I wasn't senior, senior, but, I, you know, I was relatively senior and I was allowed to have the box when Arsenal played Spurs so that I could bring politicians to the club. Um, this was an I'll... Arsenal box. This is yeah, an Arsenal, Arsenal box. Okay. I, I, I see where this is going. So, <laughs> so I remember, I, but I was in charge of the guest list, right? So right. I used to pack the Arsenal box full of Tottenham fans. Right. Um, and uh, and I just remember the game, not least because I won't name them, but there was an Arsenal supporting peer who every right. time, who when we first scored, because uh, David Bentley scored first in that game, um, literally leant over and started gesticulating to the fans below. This is a peer of the realm. Right. Um, and of course, you know, we then, what was it? We went, uh, we went one nil up and then it was one or two, yeah. one, three, one. That's right. Wasn't it? Then three, three, we're four, two. We were four, two down we were at one four, stage. Four, two yeah. down, weren't we? In a <coughs> yeah. And then I just remember Aaron scoring that four, uh, mm. at the fourth goal. Yeah, Modric and- hit the post and it came back out and, let him put it in. Oh, amazing. And then he goes, because it's also down at the the, the, the the way fans end, and he just right. sort of kind of goes mm. onto his knees, I think, and like, mm. the fans are going mad. And then, you know, I've got my box that is completely surrounded by Arsenal supporters Ooh. going absolutely mad. How lovely. That's a beautiful image. Yeah, exactly. Peers of the realm leaning over. Amazing. And, you know, gesticulating again at Arsenal fans. And I mean, it was just, it was just a brilliant game. I mean, it, mm. you know, it was one of those roller coaster, you know, emotional roller coaster coaster rides um and and we go on those right Spurs fans I mean yeah. bo- wouldn't it be boring if we like won all the time I mean exactly. God. well I wouldn't go that far hopefully this we'll, we'll come on to the, the coming up season in, in a minute who um I know um I know Bob Blackman's a, a big Tottenham fan I'm thinking about other sort of uh MPs who can, can you reel off a few more that we might might not know of yeah Ian Duncan Smith yes um, yes uh, Mike Penning, who's Hemel Hempstead. Okay. Uh, so there's a new guy, um, Scott Benton, up in Blackpool. Um, uh, we've got uh, Francis Maud, who's now Lord Maud. Wow. Um, um, uh, gosh, um, there's loads. There's, wow, there's actually, oh, Joe, Joe Stevens, who's the shadow um, minister, Keir right. Starmer's team. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, we've got a nice little group of people. Peter Bone. Right. Our new deputy leader of the House of Commons. Amazing. So quite a big, big Spurs. I mean, the only one I know I used to go to games with, who's not an MP but connected with the party, is Ben Elliott. Ben hey, Elliott. Ben. ben was um, massive. I used to go with him home and away. Yeah, him and Nick, Piers, his mate Piers Adams, we used to go to games. Nick Hurd, Douglas Hurd's right. son. He's wow. a, he is. Um, got Treesman or Treesman. Um, yes, of course. Uh so well, people. well represented, very well represented. Yeah. Nice, nice to know. Nice to know. And then this brings us on to the next, your next one, your penultimate one, which again, a lot of people went, nah, Ajax, Amsterdam, come on. You've gone with the Champions League final in Madrid that I, again, I've never watched back and I refuse to watch this back and I refuse to put in the Sissoko handball and anything. So there's, there's no, no clip for this. So why did this one go in, Tracy? It was my first ever... Um, Champions League final, right? It's well, my first ever. For most, for most Yeah, of well, yeah. I mean, and and actually, it, it was just a really memorable weekend. It was. And apart, ruined by the game. Apart from the game, right? <laughs> but actually... Um, Who did you I, go with? Spurs. Yeah. Oh, you went <laughs> with the club? Yeah, oh, lovely. Club. Oh, nice. So, you, weren't um, on the, you weren't on the plane that got there late, were you? No, I wasn't on that oh. plane. I had to, you know, but I... I it was... I, I just liked it all. You know, I went to the fan zone mm. um, and there was a really nice atmosphere. It's really hot. Do you remember? Oh, God, it was unbearable. Um, some, some guy fainted right next to me while I was in the middle of a, a conversation with a journalist. So I administered first aid and somehow right. I was like this hero. Wow. <laughs> um, but it was like literally my 
FA coaching badge first aid. I was able to say to people, you know, clear, yeah. clear the, clear yeah. the, you know, yeah. area, please. Somebody get some water. You know, are you wow. diabetic? But anyway, um, it wasn't really that heroic. Um, but um, <laughs> it was, you know, and I, it, the, the fans were in good spirits. Um, Liverpool fans were in good spirits. There it was very a- nice before. It was all. It was very, very nice. Uh, I mean, I know they had the, the zones, they kept the two fans apart, but there was a lot of times when we were together and, you know, people said, oh, there'd be a lot of trouble, English fans. Yeah. There, wasn't there wasn't at all, even wasn't. afterwards, even afterwards. And I left Madrid early because of all the scousers, I, I couldn't take it. You had to go, well, fair enough. I mean, you know, they didn't, that early goal just killed it. I mean, afterwards, everyone always makes me laugh about people talk about Liverpool and how expansive their football is. No, they were so negative. As soon as that penalty went in, men behind the ball, come and break us down and we didn't have the guile unfortunately to do it yeah but I just think as well you're right and I didn't think there was much malice I think we were the underdogs so I don't think any we we never really kind of you know we never really went (laughs) much um, because hate was Spurs fans Um, and you know and I just thought that it it was just a nice it was a nice atmosphere before during after um, and I think we all sit here and we all have you know, views on whether or not he should have started Harry Kane. Um, he should, mm, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, mm. you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, it was just, I just enjoyed it. I, it, was was, nice. it, it, was, it was something about being there. Uh, I mean, saying that, you know, I've been, because the last one was 84. Was it the last European thing? 84, which was home and away thing. So there was never... Certainly away from Wembley, I don't remember Tottenham and and FA Cup semi-finals. I don't remember Tottenham abroad on a neutral venue. It's always a home tie, away tie. So there's something about being there and seeing all the Champions League sort of branding and us and going, we're not you. This is not normally for us. This, I mean, anthem. it was incredible. It was like like being a Disney world. The anthem as well. Do you remember? I mean, it's like, oh, you know, it kind of, all of that stuff, it just gets you. People often ask why, you know, why, football fans are so emotional and and actually you have to be there to understand what the Mm. emotion of a football fan is because there are so many competing aspects to it you know when when the players come on and you've got the loud music and you know that you've got this mixture of anxiety of hope of dreams you know all these sorts of things and then disappointment and it's just it's everything in 90 minutes and um and that's why I sort of kind of I love going to football. There are bits of it that I hate, but you know, at the end of the day, it's that you know that the whole mix of emotions that you experience in such a short period of time, uh, and the community. And it was just you know, there are certain things you can meet people and say, "I was there in Madrid." Now me too, you know. And it was like, and that's that's a sense of togetherness Absolutely. that you don't necessarily get in in other parts of no. our lives. Yeah. Do you do? You, I mean, have you got the rest of your family now into football? Is this no, something not that, really? No? I mean, my other half's Cornish, so right. you know he he supports Plymouth, so he's not <laughs> he's obviously not a football fan. Um, the, um, my son is six, um, right. and Ooh, I get that a good age to start. Right, I have really drilled him into oh, right. the ways of yeah. Tottenham. So yeah. he he now supports. If you say who do you support, he supports Tottenham, England, and Blackpool. Okay, <laughs> and he supports Blackpool because he's grandfather his Cornish grandfather who's in his 70s supports Blackpool mm, right. um yeah I think Stan Matthews type yeah, yeah, era yeah. um and the, the way to really wind up Grand Granddad Cornwall is to say you know what uh what, what color to Blackpool play in Freddie and he goes orange and Granddad Cornwall goes tangerine boy tangerine <laughs> um which of course you know a six-year-old has no concept of what the difference is between orange and tangerine because yeah. you know what there isn't one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So he's he's a top. Has he been to games? He's been to games with you. He has. I. I oh, he must. He must have got the bug walking into that stadium. Surely. Well, he, you know, he's six. He's mm. quite sensitive to noise. Um, right. I think uh, yeah. it's, it's quite overwhelming. Uh, I think for a little child, I take him to the games that I think that we should win. Yeah. Um, because actually. I think it's cruel enough that I've already said he's going to be a Tottenham fan for the rest of his life. I think mm-hmm. it's it would be you know an act that social services would start making inquiries about <laughs> if right. I took it, took it to games that we were going to lose. Yeah. Um, so I I do think that you know he's got it. He understands it. 
he likes to be honest with you i think he likes the train journey the best right, yeah. <laughs> he likes the fact and that do you like i do with my my daughters uh, early play them sweets lots of sweets yeah. here's some non-stop more sweets. sweets have some more, if you want the phone take the phone play with the phone yeah all that Not, yeah yeah so i refuse yeah. to let him have the phone um in the first half right okay. um but i took him um to the watford game last season mm. And it wasn't a very good game, that one, was it? Was it, it was one, one nil? One nil. One nil, I think yeah. Son scored a Son goal scored, first. That's right. Yeah. But after that, and that was in like, right, 30 and mm. something minute. And then yeah. the rest of the game was just boring. It wasn't good. It wasn't and good. I think we left after 75 minutes. And I yeah. was just like, you know what? This is dull. He's not interested. I don't want to put him off. No. So, um, so yeah. So, it, it, you know, I ply him with sweets, crisps, drink. Mm. Yeah, Whatever. it's got to be done. It's got to be done. And it leads us nicely to the last choice because a game we've got to talk about a player. And, and the game I've picked uh, was my, my daughter, Ella, who's been going since she was four. This was her first night game that I allowed her to attend because she's just finished her is it sats at primary school or whatever it is, sats or something, exams. And it was that day. So I went, you know what? You're coming to your first night game. And it was an incredible atmosphere. I'm talking to the player just... An incredible man. He's been in the news this week in South Korea, welcoming the rest of the Tottenham players. Just beautiful. Honmin's son. And I picked his goal against the Woolwich Wanderers this season uh, early in the second half to make it 3-0. Let's listen to that goal again. Kane on the turn. Just brilliantly. And Kane, was he hauled down? Son scores! What a start to the second half! place has exploded it's 3-0 Hermanson will be defined as a big game player for Spurs he always does it on the most important of occasions 3-0 so why did this man go in 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 your just top 10 Tottenham I just love him there's yeah. that there is just yeah, no, no I just love him. most of us do yeah. I, lo- I I I I have no reason other than mm. that I think he's a re- he's a great player um, I think he's a lovely man. Did you see the um, little note he sent all the players? Did you see I that did. on Twitter? The lovely little note. Thank you for coming to my country, and it means so much to me. So this is the professional footballer who normally couldn't I, give a toss about anything. I just, Incredible. He's, he's just so sweet. I just literally want to put him in my yeah. pocket and carry him around with me for the whole time. I mean, let's you know, like, I I I was quite specific when I said to you last season, Son. Right? I mean, yes. let's be clear: yes. thirty-five games, twenty-three goals, seven assists. A remarkable bromance with Harry Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and and actually, the the thing I love about him is, is all the kids love him. My yeah. son loves him. Yeah. You know, when when I do take him, um, he just sits there and he's like, "Sonny, Sonny," oh. and he's like waving at him. And every time he gets the ball, he's going, "Go on, son, go on." Oh, and like, and, and so he's got it. He's got it. He's he understands. Got, but I don't know if it's just that he loves Sonny or yeah. he loves Tottenham, right? Yeah. But uh, to the extent that one of the games I went to, I can't remember which one it was with him, uh, people were turning around and sort of kind of, you know, like giving love heart eyes at my son because he oh. loves him. I also, I really do now want a, I'm going to get him a shirt that says Son on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get me a shirt that says Mummy. What um, a lovely idea. What because, a great idea. Because, you know, when yeah. else are you going to do that? Wear them together. Wear them separately. You by yourself, a little bit sad. But yeah, but I, I get the uh, kind of thing here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have two shirts, one to wear with him and one to wear without him. Um, but I just, he's just, he's a nice guy. And do you remember that player that he, the previous season that he, I can't remember, broke his ankle or. Oh, took yes. Him out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, you could yeah. tell he was devastated yeah. by that. Yeah, and those fans were all booing him this season. Like he, it was a complete accident, wasn't it? It was a total accident. It was accident. Uh, Gomez, Gomez of Everton. And, and you know, uh, uh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And and you, I don't think he's gone in for a tackle like that mm. since right even though it's an right. accidental tackle i don't think he tackles it's like me when i play football i don't take i don't tackle all right because i'm mm. a goal hanging striker but um you know and every time i have tackled i've ended up hurt yeah. um so but i i think he it that psychologically hit him um and uh, but i think that's because he's just a nice person i think that he just doesn't want to hurt other people and he's afraid that have he you might. seen did you see the amazon documentary on him that was produced actually by danny fenton of or comes on the breaking on the spurs show did you see that documentary on amazon all about son no oh oh go, go look it up look it up because it's all about his 
quite eccentric father who oh, takes I've him for separate yeah. training. I've it's, heard uh, about this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well worth it because he's living in... They were living together in... I think it was Hampstead. He might have moved now. Living in Hampstead. Looked like quite, a, I thought, quite a lonely existence. He kind of, he's mates with a couple of Spurs players, but he just, his dad will take him to the local park and they'll do more training. And it's quite, I mean, it literally is all football. It really is, you know, I hope, I hope one day he finds a partner and has a, another aspect to his life. I'm not yeah. yet because I wanted to keep banging in the goals. And I don't want to be distracted by someone else. But, you know, when he retires or leaves Tottenham, then find someone to love, but not not yet. I love this. Uh, I, love, I love the fact that we were all, share the same view which is gosh it sounds like a horrible existence to be yeah. drilled at the age of whatever he is by his father and he's not allowed a girlfriend but and he's like you know and everything else and we're like oh that's just awful but yeah. actually if you don't mind not having a girlfriend <laughs> until you know and i love the fact you know what we criticize daniel levy as spurs fans a lot but you know not only did he sign a really good player but yeah. from a business perspective it's huge i was in pyeongchang for the winter olympics right. as sports minister and we were playing man united and um uh I, well, I was watching it with some of the british olympic association people and and they love him in mm. korea right love him and when he was playing they had a little picture of him above tottenham which is obviously in korean script but you know they had a little picture of him as soon as he went off they basically took the picture away. And it was almost as if you could hear the collective <laughs> kettles of the, the whole game. of Korea. The, yeah. <laughs> the whole of Korea now. went off and got the cup of tea because they were no longer interested in the game. Wow. The tourism, South Korean tourism to come to Tottenham Stadium is enormous, right? Yeah. That's really shrewd. Mm. That's really shrewd business. Yeah. Um, so I think we criticise. We've tried before, but it didn't work with uh, YP Lee. And it didn't work with uh, Toju, the Japanese player, that I think was done with that kind of business thing. It didn't quite work. Well, it worked him. this time. And it worked this time. And I, I love the fact that, you know, whenever we go to to games now, you see Korean flags, right? Oh, you everywhere. See, everywhere. Uh, and, yeah. you know, and, and people actually, women, like, mm. fly specifically yeah. from Seoul to come and watch him in the hope that, you know, maybe... That he'll mm. pick them. I know. <laughs> Which, the eye and that's it. They're not going to because he's going to pick me. I'm going to well. be his wife. <laughs> I haven't told my own husband this yet, but you know, it's like exactly. Clearly. You're yeah, but you know, he, he might go downhill, and let's keep him as he is, as you said. Whatever he and his eccentric father does, it, it kind of works for him, and it works <laughs> for us. Before we, uh, we 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 go, I mean, that was your 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 last pick, as it were. Uh, Homan's son, a beautiful man. We've got to ask you because we're coming up to the beginning of the season. How excited are you? Are you like a lot of Tottenham fans that we're getting ahead of ourselves? Or you're a Tottenham fan that like, we've been here before. I've been excited pre-season before. Or do you really think now we've finally got these players in nice and early and he's got, seems like he's getting the players he wants. Something we could actually do something this season. Oh, I wouldn't be true to myself if I was, you know, full of optimism for the next season. <laughs> I mean, I, come on. I would just if I explain to you, I'm a lifelong Spurs fan. <laughs> I'm riddled with pessimism at the start of every single season. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, let's let's see what happens. Um, I, I'm pleased that Conte's staying. Some of our signings look good. You know, it's I we're in the Champions League. I worry about things like that because, you know, you want success across the board. Do we have the depth of the squad yeah. for that? You know, are we going to be able to play in all the competitions really well? Um, mm. And it's that's really great. Um, Richardson's signing is interesting. I'm not quite sure I understand where he fits into the picture yet. Um, you know, but maybe it's a rotation thing. You know, hey, look, we're all backseat drivers, right? None of us are qualified to be managers or club chair and owners. So... We all have a view on these things. It's makes us. It's what makes football fans wonderful, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, let's wait and see. Let's see. But I mean, it's a weird season because of the the World Cup. You know, we 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 have it. It's ten games, and you look at our first ten games. Apart from Chelsea and Man City, they're all like you go. Oh, these are these are quite winnable. And then there's this is weird World Cup. Are you through work having to go over to, to the World Cup? Will you go over for it? Uh, I don't have to, or right. rather I don't have to at the moment as a backbencher. You know, obviously, um, if things change, then, and I become sports minister again or something, yeah. then 
I'd go. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, not at the moment. Um, I, I have mixed views about it in mm. Qatar, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, many, most, most of us do. I, I'm, I'm conscious of the issues around mm. um, equalities yeah. um, and uh, migrant labour and, mm. and so on. But at the same time, I think sport can play a really important role in uh, in reforming mm. um, ideas about people. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, a, a very interesting experience in Saudi Arabia um, where I was sent to Saudi Arabia as sports minister. I really didn't want to go. I tried everything, including not telling my private office that my passport had run out. Um, apparently, we have fast track channels where things like that get sorted. Uh, and um, uh, I went and played football with some girls in Saudi Arabia. Wow. And it was a really interesting experience. And it showed that there was um, there was a change in a slow, slow mm. change. Right. But a, a change nonetheless in attitudes towards women playing and watching sport. Mm. And then about, I don't know, six months ago, nine months ago, I saw a picture on the front page of The Times of one of the Saudi women's national players in the Saudi national stadium playing football. Mm. And you thought, do you know what? That that's changed that you know, it's mm. changed. I'm not saying, hey, that's great. Yeah. Saudi Saudi Arabia is a wonderful country now. But I do think that sport mm. can change people's mindsets on things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're recording this during during the the, the, the women's Euro tournament, which I mean the, the game last night was extraordinary. Uh, with England, and you see the people in the stadium, and I go to see the, the the women's team, the Tottenham women's team, play as much as I can, and it's really good. It's really good. And again, you talk about young sons and young daughters going to football. Again, I've said this many times on the show. If you've got young kids, you're thinking, ah, oh, Tottenham, very noisy. I agree, it's very noisy for kids age four, five, six. Go to see the women's team. They're playing at Orient next season. Go along. The standard football's really, really good. Everyone's really friendly. You get to meet the players as well after the game. They come over and sign autographs, unlike the men's team. Go, go, go and, and do it. And also, just things have changed, right? I mean, mm. I went to a primary school recently in my constituency, and I was asked who my favourite teacher was at school, and I said it was my PE teacher. Um, and um, they said, what was your favourite sport? And I said, well... I was banned from playing football at primary school. And the audible gasp from mm. both boys and girls was wonderful, right? Yeah. Because actually it's it shows that today's generation of children, mm. boys and girls, mm. don't get why girls can't play football. Whereas, yeah. you know, they, I mean, it, it just didn't feature in their mindset. Yeah. And I just... So actually, women's sports change, women's football's changed. I think there are a lot of men out there that still think, oh, you know, women should be playing football or women's football's rubbish. But actually, it's those kind of people are comparing it to the men's game. Mm. And you shouldn't compare it to the men's game. It's a game in itself. You yeah. know, it's not going to be as fast as men's football, mm. but technically it can be better. Mm. Um, you don't see, thankfully... The, the people, you know, falling down like they've been shot by some sniper in said You don't see people crowded around the referee, giving them loads of jip and abuse. It's mm. creeping in a little bit, but it's not at the levels of, you know, men's mm. professional game. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I think it's progressed. I still think there's language used within, I'm going back to mention primary schools. You still get... <laughs> you throw like a girl, you run like a girl. You still get that kind of language. You go, what, 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 I can't believe people are still using this stuff. Like, you know, like you're you're lesser than me or whatever. So yeah. I still think there's, in society, there's still a lot to do with just how people, are, the sexes are perceived, I suppose, you know. But there's ways of dealing with that as well. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you or your listeners have heard of Liv Cook, but she's an amazing freestyle footballer. Right, okay. Um, and actually, pre-COVID, I was hoping her to get her to come down and, and do some freestyle in some of the uh, the primary schools in my in mm. my patch. For no other reason that I want the boys to yeah. see yeah. girls doing freestyle football, right? Mm. Because actually, half the boys can't do round the world. Mm. I can't yeah. do round the world, actually. I've tried since I was a kid, but I can't do it. But she can, and she can do it while lying down on her back and you know and all this sort of stuff so i actually think that we need to promote women doing incredible things in in football not just for girls yeah. but actually so that boys can start mm. to see that girls can do these things as well 
Quite right. Well, lovely. I've just I've just looked at the clock and I realise you've got a you've got a big afternoon ahead of you in the Commons. Uh, Tracy, thank you so much for for coming on and joining us. Uh, I'll try and get you on next season. Uh, our people talk to your people. Uh, your people then not talk to my people. We're, we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying to sort something else of it uh, around your busy schedule to come on and hopefully talk about Tottenham's tilt for the title next season. There, I said it. I said it. Tilt for the title next season. You heard it here first. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone at home. Until next time. Come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.